I will never forget my first trip abroad. It was my, right after the, my first year in the seminary, and the archdiocese sent all of the seminarians for a summer language program. Most of the guys were studying Spanish, so they were went, sent to Puerto Rico or the Dominican Republic. But a couple of us were studying Italian to work with Italian-speaking people here. And so we were spent, uh, sent for two months to Italy. And actually, Father Bob was with me on that trip because we were classmates, and he was my roommate for the two months on the trip. And not having ever been abroad before and going for two months, I didn't know what to bring. And I didn't want to be left uh, caught unprepared. So I packed everything I thought I could bring with me. And I mean everything. I, I don't think I left much behind. I was prepared like an old Boy Scout, prepared for every situation. But I took it the wrong way. And I prepared myself for every imaginable situation. And I had baggage upon baggage upon baggage that I was trying to lug around. And if you've ever been on trains in Europe, you know how difficult that can be, because sometimes you have four steps to get up to get into the area, and you've got to pull all these bags up. And I'm struggling with all these bags. And one point, one of them fell backwards. I fell with it outside the train. And people are probably looking and saying, look at the silly American tourist. So I struggled with all of this stuff. And one day, Father Bob and I decided to go to Capri. And we got on a boat there. And we met a young couple from Paramus, New Jersey. And they were spending the entire summer in Europe, going from country to country. And all they had each was a backpack. Boy, how much easier it was for them. And especially since most of the things that I brought with me on that trip I never needed. You know, I never used them once, but I wanted to be prepared. And I was introduced to a very important lesson that day, and that is you don't need to bring everything imaginable with you. Just take what you absolutely need for the journey. It's a lesson I certainly have obviously never learned, because if you see all the boxes sitting over in the rectory that I have yet to unpack, I've never quite learned to travel light. But it reminds the powers that be downtown that when I move in, I plan to stay for a while. But be that as it may, Jesus, in sending his apostles out two by two on this mission, tells them to go with basically just the bare necessities. In fact, even less than that. Don't bring money. Don't bring food. Rely on the people and rely on the circumstances where you are going for your survival. And God will protect you. God will give you what you need there. So he wasn't being cruel to them. Rather, what he was doing was trying to guide them to remain faithful to the reason he sent them that the reason he sent them was not to scout out the best restaurants and enjoy them there and not find the most wonderful places to stay, but go and preach the gospel and prepare the way for him. And he gave them command over demons and told them, go out and cast out demons and prepare people because he was going to come to those towns and visit so that they would be ready for him when he came. And what they were sent out to do is exactly what you and I are called to do, to go out and prepare the way for Christ to enter people's hearts. And yet, sadly, I think so often we forget that. We worry so much about our own needs that we forget the mission that we're sent out on. And certainly, it's perfectly okay, don't get me wrong, to pray for the things we need in our lives. Of course not. Somebody is out of work, we pray for them to get a job. Somebody is ill, we pray for their healing. An injustice is going on, and we pray that things will be made right. Fair enough, of course. But in our prayers, do we only pray about what we need here and now, what we're looking for today? Do we only pray, give us this day our daily bread? Or are we praying at all about our mission? 
Do we ever kneel before the Lord in our prayer and say, Lord, help me to be your presence in the world. Help me to be what you need me to be for the people I will meet today. Every one of us at our baptism was baptized priest, prophet, and king, which means we were called to be Christ's presence in the world. Again, at our confirmation, we were further strengthened with the Holy Spirit to do that. And some of you who are older may remember when you were preparing for confirmation, they said at confirmation we're going out to be soldiers for Christ. Then the Vietnam War era came around and the soldiers kind of lost popular um, expression or uh, pleasure, shall we say. And so they started using other words and said, but it is a good word to remind us that we are going out Sometimes we say ambassadors for Christ, but we're going out to be his soldiers in a holy war, not fighting with guns, not fighting with weapons of any sort, but with the gospel of Christ. You and I are called out to go out and be the difference in the world, and boy, does the world need our help. Every time we look at the news and we hear the stories of things going around, more and more we're getting disillusioned and saying, what's going on in the world? And I'm convinced that what's happening in the world is that people have gone away from God and they think we can do it on our own, and we reap what we sow. And isn't it amazing that the more people stop worshiping God, the worse the world gets? That's what's happening in our world around us. Imagine if everybody did things Christ's way, if everybody followed the gospel, what a very different world we would have. We would have a lot more unity. A lot more people with differences would be able to settle them in a professional and kind and respectful manner, not with the anger and the vitriol and all the horrible things that we see people using and the violence, even burning down places and everything that we see happening. I am absolutely convinced that this is the fruit of what happens when we turn away from God. And you and I are called by Christ to go out and be his disciples, his ambassadors, his soldiers, going out with the weapons of the gospel to call people to a completely different way of life, to tell them, you know what? Christ is there for you, and Christ will help us change the world. If you don't like the world around you, then follow Christ. I think too often maybe we see the gospel as pie in the sky, you know, a nice, beautiful thing you know, that makes us feel good once in a while, but many people, even many worshiping Christians, don't see it as practical. And maybe we get the idea that, well, the gospel sounds nice, but it would be wonderful if we were in a different world, and so it's really not going to work. Well, not following the gospel because the world is, is not perfect is like being lost and having a GPS and not using the GPS because you're lost. Well, it's precisely the way to get us out of the confusion, to bring things back to the way we want it to be. Christ himself, God came into our world, took on our flesh, suffered and died and rose from the dead, and then taught us to go out and teach the gospel that he had given that changed the people in his time that will continue to change people till the end of time. And you and I are called to go out now and be his eyes and ears, his hands, his feet, be the ones who continue that work that he began 2,000 years ago. In our prayer today, let's ask the Lord to help us to remember the calling that we have, that we're not going to God, or hopefully we're not here just to try to make God meet our needs, like he's Santa Claus or the genie in the lamp, that he's going to take care of us if we're good, but rather to strengthen us in our baptismal calling to go out and be the ambassadors, the soldiers of change in the world, the people that are going to make the world once again the place that we know it can be. 
You and I have that great mission from God. And don't be afraid. God is never going to deny you what you need. I hear that most particularly among young people sometimes that I hear are you know, thinking of that they got, might be called by God to the priesthood or religious life, and they say, oh, but I could just never do what I see my priest doing. Oh, I could never do that. Yes, you could. God would never call us to do something and then not give us the skills we need to do it. No, we won't have all skills, but we will have the skills that we need to do whatever it is God asks us to do. Remember that the will of God will never lead you where his grace cannot sustain you. So do not be afraid. Pray to the Lord today, and let our prayer today and throughout our week be, Lord, help me to live the life that you have created me to live. Help me to be your presence in the world, to be the person in you that you created me to be, so that when people meet me, they will feel as if they have met you, and I will prepare the way for them. We don't have to have the answers for all of their questions. Christ will do that. Just prepare the way. Let them know what he's done for us. Let them know that Christ will make the difference, and then bring them to Christ, and let him do the work. We go out and catch the fish, and Christ will clean them. So don't be afraid. Go out and bear witness to Christ and be proud of him, and let people know if you don't like the world we're living in, follow Christ. Give him a shot. And if you do, I am certain that you will find the peace in Christ that we're looking for every other way in the world, but the peace that we'll find in, we'll, we seek in vain and in any place other than Christ. But in Christ, we will find that peace, that peace that only he can bring. May Jesus Christ be praised, now and forever. Thank you for listening to this week's homily by Father Carrozza. If you enjoyed this homily, please pass the word on to your friends and invite them to listen. For more materials from Father Carosa, please visit www.fathercarosa.com.